0: is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is a new day, a new month, a new year. We have so much to be thankful for. Praise God. So let us rejoice. Well, I thank God for you, my listeners. May you be blessed by this broadcast. Last week, I talked about love thy neighbor and talking about loving thy neighbor, being a good neighbor. I'm not talking about State Farm. I want to give you A brief recap, a neighbor was anyone you came in contact with. You didn't have to know your neighbor in order to do a good deed to him or her, meaning you treat people the way you want to be treated. I gave biblical examples on how to be a good neighbor. This included included being um, concerned about people's total well-being, whether it's spiritual, emotional, or physical. God wants us to show forth love, praise God. And many of us know um, these familiar scriptures of uh, Mark 12, uh, verses uh, 30 and 31, where it says, and thou shalt love thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely, this thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. And so here, God. Um, has, Jesus has given, um, his disciples these two commandments. And he's, and this is for us today. He's saying that first, love God with all of our heart, mind, and, and all that that I said before, and soul and strength, and love our neighbors as ourselves. And if we can do these two things, praise God, we have accomplished all of the, 10 commandments or all the commandments that they are because we have walked in love. And you know what the love I'm talking about is agape love. It's the God kind of love. It's an unconditional love. It's based on 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses one through eight. And I went through that last week, so I'm not gonna go through that again. But anyway, if you have time, go and check it out. Read it for yourself. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, And it's very familiar, it's known as the love chapter, but many people can't love because they have not received the love of God and love of God. We need to first, in order to be able to love, we have to be able to love, have love within us. God is love. So if we don't have God, we cannot love because God is the one who is, who is love, and so we need his love in order to love others. So in order to receive God, first of all, we must be born again. And that's my topic for today, that we must be born again. And I'm going to read the text. It's going to come from John chapter three, um, verses one through 21. It says, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the spirit. Nicodemus answered and said to him, how can these things be? Jesus answered and said to him, are you the teacher of Israel and do not know these things? Most assuredly, I say to you, we speak what we know and testify, what we have seen, and you do not receive our witness? If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended to heaven, but he who has came down from heaven, that is the son of man who is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, Even so must the son of man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. And this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil for everyone practicing evil hates the light And does not come to the light, lest his deeds shall be exposed. But he who does the truth come to the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen, that they have been done in God. Now, I realize that's a lot that I said right there, and you probably can't remember everything. And I can talk about a lot of different things in this passage, but I just want to focus mostly on you must be born again. And so here is Nicodemus. He's a Pharisee. He's a ruler over the Jews. So he's an educated man. He knows um, scriptures. He knows um, different things, but here he doesn't understand about being born again. And so he knows that Jesus is used of God and that God is with him because he see the signs and wonders that Jesus did. He probably um, you know, heard of Jesus turning the water to wine and, and various different things. So he knows that God is definitely in him. And so he's asking, he thinks thinking literally that he has to go back into his mother's womb a second time and Jesus is like, you know, here I'm trying to explain some things to you on an earthly manner and if you're having difficulty understanding this, you're definitely going to have difficulty understanding the spiritual things or the heavenly things. So Jesus is letting him know, you know, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that was born of the spirit, a spirit of spirit and that he must be born of the spirit. Yes, he was born of the flesh the first time he came out of his mother's womb. Now for the second birth. He must be born into the spirit. And that is through the Holy Spirit. Praise God, God's spirit. And here Jesus uses the word when and when is often used to illustrate the Holy Spirit. So Jesus lets him know the wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it goes. And so he lets him know, so is everyone who is born of the Spirit. So the Spirit is like that wind. You don't know where that, you can hear it, You don't know where it came from or where it's going. And so Nicodemus is, he doesn't understand these things. It's like, how can these things be? And so Jesus goes on to let him know um, that he can't be earthly. It has to be spiritual. Just like when Moses lifted up that serpent in the wilderness, that was a natural thing, but the son of man is going to be lifted up. Hallelujah. Meaning that not only he's going to be lifted up, that he's going to be on that cross and then he's going to die and be resurrected again and come back and then go back to the father. He's going to go to heaven and then he's going to come back eventually again for the church. So he's letting them know that here, God allowed all these things to come, that God gave his only begotten son, not to condemn the world, but to allow the world, hallelujah, to be saved, to give them eternal life. So whoever believes on Jesus will be saved and have eternal life. They won't be condemned. And so he let them know that God did not allow him to come into this world to condemn the world. And he lets them know that those is already in darkness. They are already condemned because they have not accepted the son of God, which is Jesus. But when that light comes, who Jesus is, and that's where he is being to Nicodemus, he's being that light for Nicodemus. Remember, Nicodemus came in the night. He came at nighttime in the dark. And so now Jesus is being that light unto Nicodemus and letting them know that if you just come to me, I will give you that eternal life. You must be born again. And this is a spiritual thing. It's not a physical thing. And so he's letting them know it's a heart thing, meaning that if you confess with your heart, meaning and believe, you know, confess with your mouth and believe with your heart, you could be saved. As a matter of fact, let's go to that. Let's go to Romans 10, chapter 9. um, I mean, chapter 10, verses 9 through 10. It says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. And then let's go to verse 13. It says, for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So this is what Jesus in essence is saying to Nicodemus. He didn't use these words. This is in a different text, but we're talking about being born again. So born again, a synopsis is um, the similar to uh, being saved giving your life to God, salvation, all these different words, a similar thing. So here, let's go to Acts 4, verse 12. It says, nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. So here is saying Jesus is the only name. There is no other name under heaven in which men can get saved or become saved. Praise God. And when we say saved, we're meaning saved from damnation, from hell, from um, oh, being separated from God, we're saying to have eternal life, to reign with Christ, hallelujah, forevermore. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verses 17. It says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So when we become born again, we are new in Christ Jesus. Yes, we still have the same body, but our heart, our mind is renewed as we get in that word, and that's what I'm going to talk about now. Let's go to First Peter chapter one, verses twenty-two through twenty-five. It says, "Since you have been purified." Since you have purified your souls, and we know that soul is your mind, will, and emotion, imagination, that's your soul, in obeying the truth through the spirit and sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart. Now we can love people with a pure heart because now we have the love of Christ within us and God is love. And so, having been born again, accepting Jesus as Lord and Savior, believing that He died and He rose again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible seed through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. So as we abide in Christ, he abides in us um, because all flesh is as grass and all the glory of man is as the flower of the grass, that gra- the grass withers and its flowers fall, falls away, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Now, this is the word which by the gospel was preached to you. So the word of God will endure forever and ever and ever. It's the only thing that will last. It will be here always and so that's why it's important to get the word of God in your heart. Read the word, study the word, meditate on the word, because that's where you're going to abide in Christ and he will abide in you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Praise God. So we thank God. Hallelujah. And I just pray that you um, if there's anybody here that's listening and you saying, hey, I'm not saved. I want to be born again. Would you pray the prayer, simple prayer? Yes, we can pray it right now. Dear Heavenly Father. I repent of all my sins. I ask that you will come into my heart. I confess Jesus Christ. I believe that you raised him from the dead. Thank you, God, for forgiving me of all my sins in your holy son, Jesus name. If you prayed that prayer, God has redeemed you. You are born again. You are saved. Hallelujah. Remember, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him. Jesus. I trust you are blessed by this broadcast. I'm remember it's not about me it's not about you it's about him Jesus we didn't come to look at you but it's about Jesus